So nice, we had to give it to you twice. This is the second episode of Mega Late Show, brought to you by Mega Late and your boy Steezy J Baby, and we are MLS, a Tokyo-based hip-hop podcast, with our first. Ever in studio, guess the moon though. Whoa, 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 yo. Reggae horn, reggae horn, reggae horn. This is history, son. We are honored to be in the building with beat making extraordinaire Dallinger. Ho, 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 ho. What's up? Yeah, peace, man. Thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, uh, man. This is a good friend of the show, and you'll probably hear a lot of him uh, in future episodes. Today, we're actually in his studio, so it's like. It's almost like the D. Dallinger show featuring Mega Laden Steez. Word. Yep. Yo, Dallinger, uh, how would you like to be called? Is it straight up Dallinger, D. Dallinger? I you pronounce can, that wrong. You can call me Dallinger's good. That's how I say it too. Word. I say Dallinger <laughs> all the time. But uh, I say, yeah, I say D, Salmon. So. You, call, you call me by any of my names, D. Darren, Dallinger, whatever. Word. <laughs> D. Beats. I like Dallinger. Yeah. D. Beats is the old name. It's a dope name. Back. That's that, that's my '90s name. D beats. Yeah. <laughs> he he evolved like a Pokemon. Oh word! Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want to talk about that evolution a little later. Da, 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 yeah, beats. no doubt. Da, 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 beats beats. Yeah, but uh, because because we've got him in studio uh, and he's also engineering uh, the podcast, you probably notice a jump in sound quality from us. But look forward to more of that in the future. Yeah, uh, we uh, we got everything out the mailbag that you guys sent. And we took it to heart. And I'm joking right now. We got no emails whatsoever. Please email us. Please sign up. Subscribe. No, share. We got we got like. some music submissions from a few cats around the globe who are showing love to the show. That's right, and guys. And trying Sorry. to promote their shit. That was a little mm. bit of fake news for that ass. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but these guys were cool, man. And we'll probably talk about their music later. I think one of them is coming to Tokyo in March. So maybe we'll get him on the show. But we'll talk about that later. Yes, yes. Please remember this podcast, what sparked it really was we want to be a bridge. We want to like build this community together. Like not just for us. We want to link artists in Tokyo. We want to know about your shows. We want to know what you got going on. So let us know and we'll like push that shit for real out here on the podcast and IRL yep keep it going keep it going we're on all social media find us email us at megalateshow at gmail.com and megalateshow everything snapchat twitter facebook soundcloud youtube friendster not youtube but you can go on youtube.com slash steve lafeev put us in your myspace top 8 we're trying to be we're trying to be number, number two at, front. Yeah, number, yeah, yeah, at least number two or something like that. Right next to Tom. Uh, but yeah, also... <laughs> Mix, Mixy. Did they still do Mixy out here? I hope so. Actually, I don't know. Yo, we got a Black Planet page. <laughs> Asian Avenue, baby. <laughs> Yo, you can find us on Craigslist Mi- Misencounters. Uh, but but yeah, another thing we're trying to do is if you're an artist in Tokyo and you have shows, hit us up on Twitter or any of our social media to let us know. We want to advertise for you and put that information out so more English speaking people can find these shows and uh, not miss things like Lord Finesse and Large Professor. You know what I mean? Sad so, reggae horn. Sad reggae horn. Sad reggae yeah. horn. Yes, yeah, uh, Jordan. Jordan sad face emoji is that an emo- no <laughs> meme JPEG yeah, yeah exactly meme but yeah yeah so so get at us uh, on that we definitely not only do we want to hear about the shows that are coming up so we don't miss them but we want uh, visiting people to come through 
and be able to listen to our podcast and find out about shows when they're visiting Tokyo as well. Um, yeah, so so let's uh, let's move on to uh, our next joint here. What's hot what's, takes? Yeah, what's 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 fresh in the news? Oh, we what's got, going on? We got Yo, talk. this hot okay. take. My bad, Steve. Go ahead, late. You do it. Yo, this hot take is a little lukewarm, but uh, the emperor of Japan is gonna be. What's, what's the official term? Ab- abdicating his throne? Yeah. They decided two years from now, so that's like 19? 2019. Yeah, yeah. So what? out here, it's like Heisei 29 right now. That's like the name of the Japanese year. So after Heisei 30, he's going to be like, he's, you know. He's out of the game. Down. Yeah. He's giving why, it to his is, son. Why is he he's waiting two up. years to do it? He's hanging up the kimono, you know what I'm saying? They're going to put it in the rafters of the Budokan. I think it just takes time to, you know, dissolve. So he just made it official. Dissolve. Yeah. I love that. It's like, as if, like, uh, he's slowly <laughs> melting away from the you position. Know, like, yeah. Heavenly person. Is it blasphemous to say the emperor of Japan is Ivan Ooze? Is that blasphemous? I'm pretty sure that that is not appropriate to say to your adult <laughs> English classes. Dollinger, please bleep that Can out. Can you... Yeah, we'll take care of that. I definitely <laughs> need to get a visa next year. No, because we didn't say it. We asked We asked permission <laughs> yeah. before we said it. Unlike the motherfucker that dropped radioactive material with Yo, his miss- drone to the emperor's palace, which Ooh. is why we can't fly drones in Tokyo anymore. Oh, that was that was a hot take with a, with a bit of heat behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm steamed up. You know, I make some films here and there, and I, mm. I cannot... Mm. Do a drone in Tokyo because of mm. dropping some radioactive material in the emperor's palace. W- was with it a drone. actually wasn't that on Abe's place, the, the prime minister's place? I think. Okay, I might but be missing. I think I did hear about that. So, you know, but still, Simil- just just as bad. News, yes, yes, exactly, not just as yes, bad, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah, there'd probably be no drones in the country if it was the emperor's place, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they would they would x that out. But so that's one hot take. Another hot take. We got a top four in the NFL, baby. Who that? Who that? Who that? And it's unexpected. I knew the Patriots would get in, but also the Packers. The save, save, save mine for last. Okay, the Steelers uh-huh. and ATL's final. I'm doing the Dirty Bird right now. I still kind of remember. Y'all ain't got no chance, man. Falcon. I say that as a Raiders fan. I just don't. It hurts because it's true. The Raiders yeah. that went to Las Vegas to gamble their yeah, fuck that, reputation man. away. Fuck that. Yo, I was against Yo, the Raiders going back to Los Angeles and, and them going to Las Vegas. I don't know. Yo, I, don't, I mean, it makes sense, though. California can't have like five goddamn football teams. That don't make no sense whatsoever. California Kings, baby. I don't care about logic here. This is, I don't <laughs> care. This is the NFL. Like, come on, man. We also don't Move care about else. logic, the rapper, either. I mean, the, what? The well, Chargers are moving to anyway. Los Angeles, right? Yeah, and a lot of people are hating on that, but yeah, I... I would, too, if I was from San Diego. I embrace change, for one thing, <laughs> that I'm... Steve wants that ring so bad. <laughs> I've been a long-time Chargers fan. I have not lived in San Diego. I've visited many a times. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, but I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. I want to. I, I like. I like shit mixing up. So I'm not hating Yo, on a, Raiders going to Vegas. According to Nate Silver, I think the Falcons have a 25% chance of taking this thing home. What? I don't want to hear about no mathematics this, when I'm thinking about football. I did think that the chart, the, the the Raiders would make it to the Super Bowl, but since Derek Carr got hurt, mm. 
I thought the Seahawks would do it, but then the Falcons we got, came we got out of the Salt Bay here mm. throwing salt on all of my dreams and aspirations. Yo, salt Bay, Salt Bay. Shout out to my homie who on Facebook who uh, said he saw a Falcon take down a Blue Jay one day, and then the person under him who commented like, "Oh, Falcons gonna win against the Seahawks." <laughs> Shout out the Vulcan mm. niggas. And it happened. Mm. Hey, but mm. uh, who's gonna take it all? I think it's Damn, the Packers. Are you scary. I think the Packers are gonna take it all. Yo, I've got another hot take here. Did y'all see the uh, the Tupac Biofic uh, trailer? Oh shit! Oh what? Did you guys see that out? at all? Yeah, the trailer's out. No, man. no. Nah. Yo, I was. You know, it doesn't look bad, but the biggest thing that I'm disappointed about in is like, you know, Tupac being such a you know culturally relevant figure. I wanted their depiction of him to be you know really spot on, and the guy that they got looks a little bit like Tupac. His mannerisms are all right, but he's missing the trademark Voice. Tupac. Unibrow. Unibrow. <laughs> the unibrow. And this is a big thing. And I'm starting you know, to becoming an man, obsession. you're so big on that unibrow. That's right. what I'm saying. Where do you think, where do you think all this? You're setting him up, man. The Illuminati lies in the unibrow of Tupac. Yo, Shakur. he would not have been the, the artist he was without that unibrow. And uh, people need to, you know, really respect that. God You know, John, John Singleton, who was, a, you know, a friend of Tupac and was down with Tupac. Originally, I think he was approached to... Uh, direct the film but because of the uh, the production company or whoever's handling it was too hands on he was like yo fuck that fuck this film fuck oh, it as yeah. a movie fuck it as a production fuck it fuck it as, as art didn't and the if you're same down thing with happen, this movie fuck you too didn't, the, didn't that same thing happen to Aaliyah's movie I didn't even I, you know there's too many politics that. involved like they just better get it right that's all I care about I, don't, I, don't I, got care a, I got a quote from John Singleton. He said, I told the company if y'all motherfuckers want to do this, you got to get the fuck out of my face and let me do this movie. <laughs> hey, yo, John Singleton is real as fuck, man. We got to. Wait, what did John hard. Singleton make in the past? Boys, Boys in, in the, the Hood. Hood. Oh, okay. Fast and Furious 2. Where, uh, uh, high, what is it? Higher, higher Learning. Higher Learning. Yeah, I think Higher Learning. Well, baby but boy. He's, yeah. Well, how old is he now? How old is he now? Uh, he's he's got to be 50 something, oh, maybe, right? How old is he? I'm not sure. I don't but, know. You know, a lot of people believe that directing is a young man's game, so can he deliver? Tell that to Scorsese. What he needs Tell that to, to deliver. Spielberg. Well, there's exceptions. Yeah. Like, um, that's true. Like my man. Um, Fuck, I'm I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the one that did the Martian, Ridley Scott. Mm. You know, there's men yeah, there's right. men like that, but like, I don't know, I don't know how it is because it's hard to be a director. I actually would have, I think I would appreciate John Singleton doing it because how close he was to Tupac, and I think that, you know, we they should have got them two brothers that he beat up to do the movie. <laughs> uh, the cats who did um, Menace to Society. Yeah. I forget their names, but yeah. I mean, he could have been an advisor since he's close to him, but you know, like, I think, what I was think, his last movie and what was the rating to that? And that could be something. I as can't remember. Why. I'm sure there's a ton of politics like that involved with the decision on who they went with, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. The thing, the thing is about like, like these type of films. Even though Tupac has been dead for 20 years, I still feel like we're a little bit too close to it to make a film. When Notorious came out and what, like 09, I thought that that was kind of yeah, it was a bit, like, yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. No, no, it wasn't. NWA was pretty good. It was, it was, it was pretty it was okay. good. But we we haven't had that type of artistic film for an artist that really captured the magic. Yo, the like, best Tupac movie is Resurrection, so it's already done. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'll watch that. Well, Is that if, like a if, documentary joint? If a yeah, Tupac that's the one movie where they use his words 
to like yo, yo Dallinger talk as much as you want man it's like you're in studio like yeah opinions what opinions. do you think what do you think Dallinger if, like they haven't released a Bob Marley movie yet and they're gonna release a Tupac movie before that what's going down oh like a like a Biopic, uh, like a biopic, like a reenacted Bob Marley. I actually watched a pretty good Bob Marley documentary while back. But yes, I know what you mean. Though it's I think like I've like read a reenacted kind of. Uh, yeah, mm. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I think a big part of it is making, sh- making sure that it's needed. Making sure you at least have one generation of people that, that uh, don't really, you know, that weren't alive maybe during the time that mm-hmm. Tupac was, mm-hmm. and that want want to. You know, kind of have some kind of insight more. You know, I think most of us in this room were alive when Tupac was alive, <laughs> and, and and fans of hip hop, of course. So, I don't know. I actually took a couple years off of my life and just was dead those years, <laughs> but came back later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But that's but, a uh, that's a good. I don't point. know. I think I don't know. I think that's I think that's a, a prerequisite for that type of uh, that type of thing is you should have a, there should, at least a generational should, that, that need. Yeah. yeah some kind of a generation of people mm-hmm. that really need that I think yeah we and then, you know for us it's like you know you know it's it's kind of heard cool to hear the story retold mm-hmm. but uh, at the mm-hmm. same time I think it's good to have an audience of people that just don't aren't informed in the first place still too fresh yeah. so let's let the younger generation grow up a little bit let them do their own homework and yeah then, these, then we cats, get these cats don't know about Tupac like that and like guys like like little Yachty was like I couldn't tell you Tupac songs yeah and we have to take into consideration this man is 19 years yeah. old I would say at this point you know? yeah for Tupac he wasn't alive. I, think that, I think that first generation is coming um, you know you know, I'm not a super young man, and uh, I have a dear friend from uh, uh, grade school and high school uh, that uh, now has like a 22-year-old son who mm. is way into Tupac. But yo, he was like this kid was born in like you know the early 90s. He was a, he was so, a toddler when you know, Tupac he was just died. a little baby, you know, and. Uh, and so he's just discovering all of that now. Mm. So I think that, you know, having that type of film out, if it's done properly, would be something good for someone like that. I think that's good that we champion the heroes and, and the legends within the culture. And, and Tupac's story definitely needs to be told. I'm just hoping that this biopic does him justice. You know, like for us who experienced him, you know, news articles and everything. Like I remember where I was at when Tupac was killed, yeah. when, when we got the news that Tupac died. I, I mean, same thing with Biggie. Like when Biggie died, that was the first time I did school. My homie was like, Hey yo, Biggie died, and I was like, "Yo, let's not go to school today." Mm. I mean, and this is like eighth grade for me, mm. so yeah. I mean, the new generation does need to know these things, but we got plenty of documentaries. I'm just hoping for a good film. True, We're, true. We all are. Yeah. Well, yo, speaking of Tupac's um, supposed unibrow with air quotes around it, who uh, who are the sponsors for today's episode? Well, we got the crackheads at Konami for doing Hideo Kojima wrong to push him into going independent, moving on and making some dope shit in the works right now. So shout outs to Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And um, thank you for making a disaster into a success. Um, We got- These stay blessing with the positivity, man. I love it. I got to, I got to, I just got blessed. Oh, another sponsor is my beautiful wife, Chisato, for giving me a beautiful baby boy. (laughs) Shout out to Chisato. Irie James, which is a week and a day old. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. It's a a whole new world for me. Yo, he's beautiful, B. Thank you, thank you so much. 
I had to uh, when when he was born. I had to rush out to the hospital to get hype with Steve's man. Yeah, man. I never seen him like that before. I haven't known you for a long time, but he was on. My man was super Saiyan level four. Word four. Yeah. Full, covered we in had fur. The, the tail out and everything. all mammal. <laughs> Extremely true. happy, man. It was good. And your boy looks good too, man. I mean, I saw him on the first day, so it's not like he. You can't really tell whose features he picked up mm. all that much, like the ears and stuff. You can kind of get an idea, but good stuff. It's yeah. developing. Yeah, Definitely. that first day is yeah. It's a whole nother, whole nother person. Yo, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, babies are not very cute when they first no, come out, man. man they're little weird looking really. creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not very cute when they come out. But as soon as he, once his features start showing up, man, like, you know, two months in, stuff like that, it's going to be, I mean, you got a wonderful journey ahead of you. And congratulations again, Thank my man. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm blessed. Now I'm he's, blessed now blessed. he's, he's. Licking off Word. shots in the club again to get that number two. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what? Oh, ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Shoot the club up. He's shooting her club up. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Woo! MLS. <laughs> and right. that's yeah. a real hot take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chisato getting that hot take. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> We're getting real personal here, bitch. Time <laughs> for the weather report. Yeah, time for the weather report. Report. Windy, windy, rainy. Oh, you guys want to do weather report? All right, yeah, let's bust right. out the weather report all right, here. Listen. All right. So the weather report is uh, we each pick a track that we're listening to at the time. Weather. We each pick a track that we're listening to at the time. And, um, you know, it could be an old track, a new track, a track that we decide to play because of... You know, just your personal climate at mm -hmm, the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, let's let's go ahead, Dallinger. Can you trigger my join up today? Uh, oh, sure. Do you have do you have my track? It's actually the, the track that I chose is a track from uh, one of Dallinger's albums, his newest his newest LP. Oh, uh, that came out. <laughs> this is this is last year, right? I, I, I actually it, at this month this L, this the, that uh, this track was basically released one year ago on January. I, I released that thing on uh, New Year's New Year's Day last mm. year. Yeah, cool. But uh, I need to get busy. Yo, and this <laughs> yeah, yeah. this track Anyhow. is hard as fur. Oh, let's play. Hard, 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 hard so much, yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. By hard we mean dope. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't got the eight oh eights in it like that. Yeah, it's but not, it does. It would bump at the whip. It yeah, would play good. I, I was slamming the it anticipation. Definitely. I. I've been, I've been, you know, like uh, Dallinger and I have been friends like almost immediately after I, I moved out here, and the per counts is good. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I mean, I like, I like most of the tracks off the album, but this is per counts by, by uh, D Beats by D Dallinger here, and uh, uh, sometimes I'm a little bit too close to the music. Like he'll send me the song as it's evolving, and I'll get five different versions of it, and, and usually he asks me for you know, opinions on the mix and, you know, if something needs to change, if it's repetitive. And I don't have a lot of input for that because I kind of like, I like to just, you know, let him do his thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, this joint is, is dope. Let's let it ride for a minute. Can you uh, pump up the sound a little sure. bit? Yeah, D, yeah. Let it play for a second. This one's good. Yo, I can meditate to this. Yeah, yo, it, this is actually um, the. I mean, we we're we're you know we're right dead in the center of winter right now. But this album, this album for me plays really well during spring and summer. Like mm. I play it, I can play it from top to bottom, and it's just it just got that kind of energy to me. But if you listen to 
I don't even know what that whatever whatever that is that you sampled or or put together on that uh that's dope can you can you tell us a little bit about this track man the construction of it and, and your approach yeah uh this one actually uh the main sample part is uh there's kind of a percussive thing going on it's maybe like a, kal- a kalimba type instrument that i got off of this uh it's a classical record actually that i found out in kunitachi at a used bookshop and uh yeah and that's kind of makes the the main melody of the track and uh then i pulled some uh vocals <sighs> damn it can it, it's been like i said it's been a year and a half at least since i made this so i don't <laughs> i don't remember exactly right. where i got yeah, the bro, vocal don't from, tell but... them don't tell yeah. them nothing <laughs> yeah yeah well i don't know i don't know yeah i'm not gonna not gonna drop exactly the title but i i i, I even uh i even struggle to remember exactly what kind of record it was but uh yeah yeah, yeah man so. that's a real good track the whole album is the or would you consider it an album or a beat tape? Yeah, it was a it was an LP. Yeah, it's, it's, like intru- it's an instrumental right? album. That's what that's why I think of it. Yeah. Yo, was this one of did you get this from one of the records that um that you pulled while you were doing the in Tokyo digging? No, uh, actually everything on this one, uh, at least like the main one, the main sample, that that uh, percussive kind of melody thing that's going on. Uh, that's uh, it's actually like I said, it's a classical record that I pulled out. Um, on a Saturday when I work out in Kunitachi's there's a little used bookshop out there and uh, so by fate you got this beat to come to you and to make this track yeah be on this podcast that's yeah I guess suppose that's that's how you know a lot of this you know by fate is how a lot of this music happens with the way you know you find something it's like oh wow what's this you know blessed yeah Mm. and then it's like with the with the cloud (laughs) atlas uh unification yes it was so you're saying that you were impelled by the backward shockwave of the eschaton glittering hyper specially (laughs) that too (laughs) yeah no doubt i'm a firm (laughs) believer in everything happening for a reason oh man indeed indeed yeah but that's a that's a dope that's a dope joint so while while i've got you and we're talking about this track what is what is your favorite track on this album um uh, and and can you give us the name of it again for people that want to check it out the album's called brisk temps that track was per counts actually that track i mean you just kind of shouted it out last second before before we started recording today i I like that track a lot but i kind of almost look at it as kind of a transitional track kind of a uh that moves the the record from one place to another i like it a lot and thanks for requesting it but uh some of my favorite tracks on that record are probably um the first one which is the title track brisk temps mm. um and then tripped which i know is that's my favorite that's my favorite joint. i got that here too if you, want, if you get, want to go over that real quick play it play it yeah can we can we double down on that sure Let's yeah double double down. yeah, yeah. we got double a special down? guest and we can pull it, pull one or the other out later if we want to, guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, we gotta play everything, right. man. If we have to, don't have time. If we don't have yeah. time, so here, here yeah. we go. Yeah, this is my joint. You know, what's real, real weird about this is like he was always sending me like updated versions of this, and I probably heard like maybe five different versions of this track before it ended up on the album. And uh, for some reason, on my phone, it was on, on my my music player, power amp. The picture for the song was my father's uh, tombstone, which is weird because you know, my father passed away and it was weird. And so I always associate this song Whoa. with that 
for whatever reason. And but it's not like a negative thing. It doesn't make me feel bad because this track to me is like kind of really uplifting, and mm. it kind of makes me feel like it, the the original title version was like trip lovely when I was getting some of these right. And yeah, you that, shortened it to yeah the original version or the original or the I guess the file title was tripped lovely, and uh, I was kind of. Teetering, teeter tottering back between calling it tripped or lovely, um, and I just ended up with tripped in the end. Yeah. So this gives me look at my hair. I got the goosebumps right now. Like uh, some reason, this track just hits me like that really hard. I love this one. I mean, even without like the emotional attachment, like I was just listening to this the other day, and I was really connected with me. I really like this track a lot. Thanks, also, man. That's cool. yeah. Yo, wait until summer comes around and like. Throw this on on like a hot, humid day. Mm. Yeah, it sticks mm. really well with me. This one, Word. it's hot, man. I love it. Word. Yeah, actually, this is a this track was made in that kind of climate. Actually, I think I put this together. I'm gonna say it was definitely 2015 in probably July or August. Yeah. Yeah. Influenced by the weather. Yes, that definitely. You Perfect. Know, we have. <laughs> As many people are so proud to tell you up here, there are definitely seasons in Japan, oh, and they will bring you through different kind of, you know, inspirations and that sort of Yo, thing. Yo, can so. you use chopsticks, Don? Yeah, yeah, I can't. Oh my God, he can use chopsticks. <laughs> With my both hands. Yes, yes, that's a, that is another uh, yeah, thing right. that's a, that question. I do not yeah. like that question. I always that's feel like a, a, a little bit offended by that one, just slightly. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, like yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, Alright, well shit, let's go, let's move on to the next track. We got we got um we got Late's pick. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me make sure that I that I've got it going. Let me trigger this. Uh, let me uh fade this out. Alright, yeah, yeah. Fade that beautiful beat out. This is you, yeah? Oh, that I was think smooth. So. That was like a crossfade. Dude, I, I worked real that. hard at that. <laughs> DJ Mega <laughs> Yeah, this is a, a track by Japanese artist Yake Nohara. A uh, really dope rapper. I can't say what he's rapping about. I, I haven't looked up the lyrics. I can't catch them while he's rapping. I'll try to translate a little bit as it goes on. All right, here he comes. What's this? Listen to the Mega Late Show. Uh-huh. Mega's very handsome. Right, right. Mega's a heavenly super person. Yo, this is like Steve's video, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's dope. I need to get some of their, their, their video so I can turn no, he, to a voiceover. He's dope. I, I don't really understand all everything he's saying either. But, but yeah, if you just listen to him rhyme, like he has an unconventional kind of flow. Mm. Give, give him a second. Let's listen. So you see, like he's hitting that same, yeah, that same like rhyme every time, but or that same word at least, but just the the pattern he's using is like it's real like percussive, yeah, and the beat is like real open, and actually the video is just like these panning shots or long takes of like an airport so like planes coming in and like people going up escalators and stuff like it's real serene and yeah it's dope man he's got a lot of other tracks that are kind of like this in the way that they're abstract but like really dope behind yo is this is this what what some people would consider future funk I don't think so. Like it's I think not, the it reminds me. It reminds me a lot of like uh, the the synthy sound, the melody right. kind of reminds me a lot of that kind of uh, that that aesthetic, uh, uh, the future funk aesthetic that they do. But, yeah, but yeah, I, it's dope. I, I can hear that a little bit, but I think 
Future Funk would have a, a bit more funkier bass. Mm. Maybe. That's just my opinion. Word, yeah. word. I, I agree with you. Maybe yeah. informed by, but yeah, yeah. Cool cut straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Word. I don't really yeah. listen to Future yeah, Funk no much, man. but yeah. It's good. It's it's really good. I'm gonna uh, thanks for for uh Check him out. Down with that. Yeah, and, uh, I've been if trying you to know him, Japanese artists. please let him know that we want him on the podcast. Word, yeah. All right, we gotta find him on on Twitter or whatever too, man. Start yeah, following man. these guys. Yo, he's very active. Check out his website. He's doing shows all over the country. He got mad songs on like his SoundCloud and stuff like that. Mm, oh, SoundCloud. I don't know Bad if he has SoundCloud. Yo, I get most of my shit off of Spotify, and he's only got uh, one album on there. Okay, but you know whatever. All right, word, man. So uh, let's see. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh, uh, Steez's Steez's pick. Steezy James. Yo, this was this was actually I just chose this a couple of days ago. I was gonna do something with uh, the Merry Christmas Little Mama album, but then my okay. mom, my boy Mega sent me the music video to Young Thug's Wyclef John, which became viral for a good reason because it was a disastrous music video turned into a novel success. Mm-hmm. Really? In oh, yeah. the story. Yeah. So uh, director Ryan Stake. He was given a hundred grand uh, to make something with Young Thug, but he never met Young Thug to make mm. it. So he uh, he basically he put a he put a commentary like a, the behind the scenes, the reason why this music video is the way it is without Young Thug being there. But you gotta see the music video to yeah. see how it all worked. But it just worked and it made it better without Young Thug. Young being Thug didn't in it. show up for the for the shoot. Like they were expecting him to come. Oh, they had all these happened. ideas for the shoot, and yeah. Young Thug didn't show up. Actually, I read, I read, I read a little blurb about that as well. It was kind of a kind of interesting little yeah. story. He would like he almost showed up, I guess. He showed <laughs> up. No, he showed up. Like he was ten hours late, but he didn't get out of the car because apparently someone <laughs> right, hacked he, his Instagram. That, that's right. He almost. <laughs> he basically it was at the doorstep. And so. Oh, lights. Oh, is that good? Yeah, no problem. Bong, bong. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, but I had to choose this because I was just really impressed by how he turned a disastrous music video into something really beautiful and something really. Yeah, I've got also, the also, video. this is one of your top albums of last year. And yeah, you, that too, Jeffrey. You, yeah, yeah. That's, in fact, in I fact, think we got, we got pretty turned up to this every episode we've had. I'm not, pretty sure. <laughs> not episode one. No, the pre episodes. I was I was uh, that's hard true, that's on true. it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and no, I was pretty obsessed with Young Thug's Jeffrey album for a little bit. So cool, man. It was good that I had to bring it back. Yeah. And it was perfect timing because this music video came out. So you should check out check out the video the yeah. video yep. on YouTube. Steez and I actually got pretty turned up on that first train ride home. I've heard uh, about to this, that, that to infamous this, Yamanote yeah. ride. People were looking at us like crazy. We weren't rapping the album. We were only doing the ad libs. Yeah. And we were just like sizzing <laughs> out like You guys were waiting. You guys were waiting for someone to step up and just yeah, fill in the gaps. Yeah, you're doing hey, the, yeah, that was after exactly. That yeah. was after that Stone Throw show. Yeah, uh, that's you, know, part you parted the, ways with us too. But yeah, that was after yeah, the Stone Throw show. The six and you know that yeah, we, we were standing. Yeah. We were standing uh, at Scramble, at the Scramble, mm. uh, pretty drunk. Mm. Mm. Deja vu. Yeah, it was good times. Uh, you having one of those too? Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to to your pick, D. What, sure. what do you got here? Yeah, well. You know, you hit me up a couple days ago and told me about this this little segment, and uh, I was kind of scrambled a little bit because, you know, I don't know, I, just, I haven't been too deep into anything right now. But one thing I'm always doing is, you know, I got my sound my SoundCloud, and I'm always liking stuff on there. 
and sometimes just bump my likes list. And I just thought to myself, you know, what out of that list is kind of the biggest earworm to me? What what do I kind of hear echoing through my head throughout the day when I take my headphones off? Run the jewels. And <laughs> no, well, you know, I have been checking that recently too, but uh, I actually fell back on this track uh, from an artist, a couple of artists here, uh, Ro2 and Cram. They have this new compilation that they just put out last month, and uh, I guess I guess this is their single, you could say, because it's kind of the. The, the track that that's been promoted for this this uh this record um I, I guess the name of the track is called middle F I think mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's just a short jam instrumental but uh, it got a little a, a vocal thing going on in it here I'll go ahead and trigger it now here we go are they both producers or yeah both? they're they're both producers uh, uh a uh, couple young, younger kids. They're young, yeah. yeah they're in the early, I think early twenties. Ro two is like twenty three, maybe yeah, something he, like he's that. He's right? actually he actually stays over in the city next to here, uh, Kawaguchi. He's from Kawaguchi, oh, but word. he's really active, you know, in the kind of the beat I scene I love that out kid, here. man. Yeah, they're both uh, Cram too. Cram school guy. I guess he spent some time in Canada, but he's back in Tokyo these days, and uh, he's kind of a. I've seen him a couple times, and uh, both times he's a good dude to chop it up with. Uh, fortunately for me, he's pretty proficient in English, yeah. so you know it's kind of nice to chop it up with him. And uh, but I don't know, man, these guys it's are dope. Good. Yeah, yeah. This, this track, smooth. this track is uh, kind of hypnotizing to me. You know, the vocals, yeah. the vocal sample. Yeah, this is dope. Let it play. Let it play. This one in particular, this see, I don't know the details on this record. Um, I know it is a compilation. I don't know if they're working on tracks together, if they're going jumping back and forth. In this track here, a lot of RO2 though. Um, I think this is, you know, I think he has a major hand in this particular production. He has that kind of super, uh, uh, the the bass, the stabby bass lines. Mm. You know, it kind of reminiscent of Dilla stuff to me, like Dilla some, do right. uh, some bass Shout lines out to that Jay a lot. Dilla. But uh, yeah, uh, also the swing. This kid, you know, this kid puts together his 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 drums are really nice and swingy, and just the melody, man, it's good stuff. Nice, good choice. Yeah, man, I really like that kid Aru too. He's got a little afro going on. I like that kid. <laughs> <laughs> They're both Japanese. Yeah, yeah, these are both Japanese artists. Can we listen yeah. to them anytime soon? Like live? Uh, they just played last night. Oh, a uh, cram played last night. I think. Uh, I, I believe. I think so. Anything we're, we're, <laughs> we're recording. We're recording this on on what? What is today? Sunday the. Uh, 24th. The 21st? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anything in February they're going to be playing? Like, uh, we don't know. It's the 22nd, I, sorry. I was just kind of skimming through uh, my Instagram where I where I find most shows. It's mm-hmm. kind of scattered through there. I didn't see anything in particular coming up. Usually they don't post about their shows until like a week or two right before yeah, them. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, 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 hit up, I hit up a few of the guys to see if they got shows coming up. But um, so if you're a listener, we'll keep you posted on that for sure. Check out our Twitter account. And um, the Instagram account. Well, we don't post on uh, in the Facebook. Check out the Twitter account. I'm gonna be posting shows Twitter on that. Twitter is the most active. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let us know as ahead of time as y'all can, and we'll you know blast it and yeah. hopefully get you more people in our shows. Yeah, we're doing this for you. Pete. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Cram and Ro2 uh, as interviewees on the podcast as well. So look forward to that. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. I've never really heard of. Team producer. That's big out group. here now. Seems like yeah. Huh? A lot of people are. Uh, I mean, 
they don't always make stuff together, but this particular project, and I, it, this project is out on, damn, I should have had, I should have been a little bit more professional to get all the information, but it's all available, right, no, no, good, it's, a, it's available on Bandcamp. Unforgivable, actually. And it's out on, here, it's going to take you're a two seconds to this. You're never going to be on the show, Donald yeah, oh, This was a mistake. Yeah, man, I can't uh, believe this. I counted on gonna, you, man. It looks like Don't it's, uh, want track one. No other <laughs> okay. where, where is it at? Turbo Tape? I think it's Turbo Tape is the name of the the uh, the label that put it out I'm gonna say Ooh, yeah so yeah turbo tape yeah you can find it on turbo tape SoundCloud um, th- that particular track that's where I heard it first middle left and uh, there's an entire uh, uh, compilation of, of over 10 over 10 tracks that's cool. available for download on Bandcamp all right cool thank you for that Dollinger mm. um, all right let's go ahead and uh, let's take a break yep sounds good all right Stay tuned for this commercial break. I'm a heavenly super person. Family computer's fun-filled cassette information. Singles, doubles, tennis of computer and wazakura. Five levels of rank are available. Pinball, high-level ビンゴの面白さのすべてを結集したピンボールの決定版さらにゴルフ、高専銃など面白カサキとどんどん登場よー welcome back to the show Yo, can I get the music down a little bit Cheers, cheers. Yeah, so uh, let's get into our topic for this show. We're going to share some stories with some experiences we've had encountering the culture out here in Dai Nippon, you know what I'm saying? All praise and blessings be upon the emperor, and shall no one ever compare him to Ivan Ooze. Like earlier today. That's clean. Yeah. It's a good, good look, good look. So for example, right? Uh, I used to live in Tochigi. For those that don't know, that's like the Ohio of Japan. It's, it's like something like Yeah, that. I've never been to Ohio I've never or heard Tochigi. that term, actually. Yeah, but, but it's, uh, it's like a prefecture away from Tokyo. So up there, you, I, wouldn't, I wasn't really expecting to, you know, run into anything really. But I met this dude named Hide one time. I was actually out chilling with you where you used to live, Stees? Yeah, 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 in Ashikaga we went to this. Is that the same spot that you're talking about? No, no, I think it was when you were in Sano. No, I was never in Sano. I was in Ota and Ashikaga oh, Guma and then that's some, that's some more fake news for y'all. Go on. <laughs> so Hide took me to this spot um, in another prefecture. This is getting convoluted. But if, at that <laughs> bar, like these dudes, they were like, you know, trendy Japanese dudes at a trendy Japanese bar, but most of them were DJs and they were always spinning like just dope hip hop or like Brazilian funk or just, and they had this hip hop mm. night that they did every month. I mean, every night was hip hop night, but this was like an event night and it, they would just like play really dope music. I used to just go there and just like, uh, I mean, it was fun to chill and chop it up with them but I was mostly going just to listen to the music and hear what the DJs would play because they all had different styles and it was just like oh man this is a really nice atmosphere 
And then come to find out one of the DJs there like won uh, DMC like five or six years ago. Well, the Japan, the Japan regionals or whatever it's called. He won that one. What's his name again? Oh, you ask me facts. You know, you know. Actually, actually, um, DJ. I think he's Nori. I think is his name. DJ Nori. Nori. Okay. Yeah, Norihito maybe. Nice. Yo, the, actually, the fir- I think the first event that I went to uh, while living in Tokyo was to the to the 2015 Tokyo DMC Finals with Dallinger in Shibuya. That, I think that would have been the 2014. 14. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. Fake news, fake news. 2014. Okay, okay. F-N-F-N 2014. Pretty sure, yeah, it was 2014 for sure, man. Fake news all day. Let me see. I'm no, that was 15, man. Oh, there we go. It had to be because because I moved out here in 2015. Right? But dang. But da 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 dang dang. 2015. I'm the number one stepper. 2017 now. Two years ago. Right? Yeah, two, yeah, three yeah. Years ago. Did it feel no. like two years or did it feel like three years? If you think right now, what did it feel I think it was like? two years ago, but but anyways, we went to that joint and it was at Womb. I was kind of I was kind of surprised because I hadn't been to like a DMC final in a long time or even watched one in a long time. And a lot of the cats there weren't spinning like breaks or hip hop music. Some of them were working with yeah. some other genres, which yeah. was kind of off putting to me, but technically really? they were great turntable lists. Yes. Yeah, there, yeah. There was just definitely some, you know, mythology behind all that, no doubt, man. But I was I remember being that night being pretty admittedly I haven't been out to a to a turntableist event in many, many, many years. But back in the day, I did witness quite a few. And, you know, I'm just kind of familiar with that style. I was just like, whoa, this took a kind of turn that I, I would have never expected. Some of it I How thought so? was cool. But why, why was it a turn? Because it wasn't hip hop. Because it was a turntableist. Yeah, it was event. basically like EDM turntableism. Yeah. Oh, good. Which, so it was which a very I was like, whoa, upsetting experience. I didn't really, no, it wasn't upsetting, you know, but well, it was kind of jarring. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that lane existed. You know, right. I, well aware of EDM music. EDM is and so I'm well huge aware in Tokyo. Turntableism, but I haven't seen. Much. Wait, they were that night. I was just EDM? like, yeah, this is a yeah. DMC. You're talking event. about crab scratches over like dubstep. Yeah, and, like just, just some. So they were they, just basically making dubstep live. No, yeah. they were. I mean, there was there was a variety to the EDM. There, I mean, they were playing with different different genres within the genre, different subgenres within the genre, yeah. and it was all technically dope. But a lot of yeah. it was like I was like, "Where's yeah. the beat juggling of breaks? Where are the breaks?" Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of like strange for me. There was skill involved, no doubt about it. Like I'm not being taken that from anybody, mm. no doubt about it. In that. the cutting That's or in the wild. producing of the music. That's another thing. It's like I saw people using uh, controllers like in their set, I think. Like- you know, as, as a head that used to really appreciate turntablism and follow it very closely, I, I kind of felt like, well, technically they're very skilled, but without the use of records, it's kind of cheap to me yeah. than the way yeah. that some of them had such refined sets that yeah. were just like their tracks playing into each other and samples playing into each other without triggering samples. They were just like scratching live over for these uh, music sets that they had already established and probably practiced forever. It was it was a weird experience, yeah. man, because I'm used to the records being yeah, like two, a for, like two records that basically have only what's on those records and no and, 
like you you might have like you a, a dope like a Vesex mixer that has like a sample bank on it like you a few you can trigger a few samples uh but back in the it day wasn't, though, I don't remember people I mean that that was there and that was a production like turn of the option, century but yeah when you're talking yeah. about like competition century, you didn't yeah. see people using those in competition so much back then. it's kind of seemed like cheating to me I don't yeah. know you, do you pay attention to turntablism at all do you know anything about that type of stuff guys I've seen a few documentaries but I don't follow like the scene that much a lot I could of just, the I could just be you know the, the artists that yeah. were performing that time around uh, DJ Yuki is the turntablist right. that I like the but most he's, I, I'm, what is actually he? I'm not going to say what I was just going to say but, like, but he won like, the Red Bull 3 style which is kind of more the stuff that I I don't that catches my ear yeah like uh, the Red Bull events yeah, I, it, it was dope though. That was like kind of my first Yuki. experience. Were you there for the Speakeasy event for uh, when DJ Yuki? I've only came been up? to the the two Speakeasy events, and they were both with you. Oh, three, and that's before I knew that Speakeasy was a thing. When I went to the DJ Scratch joint in Odessa. Right. Mm, mm. I don't know if because that was before your wedding, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yuki killed that man. Yeah, he killed it. Um, I got a lot DJ of DJ Baku was at was at the uh, the DMC that we that Dallinger and I went to, and that was dope. What was your What was your first experience with the hip hop scene in Tokyo? Well, uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an experience for me. Um, well, I mean, an event experience. It was like I mean, I like think, even the club and Rapunzel. okay. My first well, no, my first uh, nah, hip hop experience <laughs> would be in two thousand nine. I guess when I was visiting during high school. Actually, no, no, no. no. Let's take it back to 2004. Word. When I was, uh, I had a Japan trip for a week from my high school because I was in a Japan club. Word. And uh, I had a little Fancy. bit more Fetty left at oh. the end of the week. About like 30 bucks I wanted to put towards something. So I went to the CD album store and I wanted something hip hop. I found this like maroon, like graphic. And just, these homies in the back were just like, you know, they're just doing their thing. So I just bought it, not even knowing. Wait, where were you? Like a picture? I was like in Tokyo. Poster? and. Um, Do you remember which neighborhood ward? No, it was, no, no. I, I cannot remember that. Like, um, I'm not even sure, but it was like a, just like a big store. And I went to the CD store because I wanted to get something hip hop, you know, because mm. I've never heard hip hop in my life from Japan yet. So I wanted that to be it. And um, the album, like, was really bad for me I, I didn't respond <laughs> well at yeah, all yeah, to it yeah. and uh, I, I, it was just like you know like that's how it sounded I can't like you know right know how, yeah. how it is now but like it just it was it was too jarring like you said and no nah, man there's bad I got turned Japanese off from hip hop there's plenty Japanese of bad music that, like, and everything but yeah there's but yeah I've don't judge a, a book by its cover because that's what I did I thought like oh shit this shit is dope <laughs> that's and, what happens um, when Keeping it positive goes 50 Cent comic yeah. books can be judged by their covers, man. And yeah, so you get I got turned off for a while, but I'm getting like homies like you, you, you know, everyone that's like, check this, just check this out, check this out. And oh, there's, there's, there's a there's lot of good incredible stuff, artists, you know, in Japan for sure. So, yeah. How about you, uh, late? Well, outside of like, you know, searching for Stank and Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel's? Rapunzel's. I think it was, uh, Maybe when I came down for the low end theory at a unit. Now that was an event thrown by thrown by the low end. Yeah, it's, from Los Angeles. It's, it's the low end theory. Well, the low end is a physical location. Like that's a that's a 
a club. No, it's they have that at the, air, the club called the airliner. Mm. But oh, it's really? always so, at the same place. Okay, yeah. okay. So No Can came out. They have a well, Japan edition, though. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No Can was out here? Yeah, yeah. What year I was forget, this? Uh, ooh, that was maybe 12. No, 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 that would have been four, 13, maybe 13. We're gonna have another discussion about what year it was again. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> besides <laughs> that, besides that, like, that, like the first event would be the Ashikaga event that we went to, the one that you invited me to, right? Remember they had like dancing going on and we went to this event in Ashikaga. Me and you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought it you brought me to it and on the first floor they were doing some DJ shit and then the second floor they were dancing. They were doing like some super nineties hip-hop stuff, stuff I didn't even, even hear before. And like, there was dancers, they were wearing baggy clothes. Oh, in the club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I forgotten that club. That club was, n- n- man, I'm shitting on everything today. That's not a good club. <laughs> Damn. Shots fired. Was a please. <laughs> fake news, fake news. <laughs> fake news. This is not information. But uh, <laughs> yo, I don't remember that night though. Can you talk about it some more? I, I really don't remember. I just remember. Was it like, dope? I mean, is it worth talking it about? It was what fun. You, what did yeah, you do? it was. It was like a there was a DJ. Like what impressed me the most was the second floor with the people dancing and like but bringing it back to like is, old school hip hop and they're doing like the Running Man and the Kid and Play Kick Step and shit. No, well, you know, their like, own uh, style actually. Like word. yeah, actually, it was just something else. I don't want to talk about like clubs in Roppongi, but actually, if I'm being honest, like first experience with hip hop in Tokyo. Would have been when I had my trip in 2010, and me and my homie went to uh, what's the name? It's Asia, maybe? No, Cl- it's, it's Club the one. Asia Shibuya. It's the one across from Asia. I forget the name uh, of it. Oh, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But too. like, you go down the yeah. stairs. The building and, is red and black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you go down again, and there's like a pit, and we that's just thought it was DMC. a club. That's womb. Womb. No, 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 it's that's, not womb. No, womb no. is huge. No, it's definitely not It's one. right across the street from Club Asia, though, on top of the it's hill. It's like Velvos or whatever the hell it's oh, okay. called. okay. I don't but really like, mess around in that area too much, actually. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Womb unless I was, like, really messed up. I think I went there on New Year's, like, some some part, party night, maybe Halloween or some shit. Well, yeah, me and my homie just went out there to club, but then all of a sudden there's, like, rappers on the stage and, like, oh, shit, live show. And then, you know, dancers come out. That's one thing Japan does, man. Like, when they do hip-hop shows, like... Dancers are involved. D- DJs aren't that showcased, but you know, rappers and dancers, and it's not together. Like the dancers have their own segment. Like, okay, here come the dance teams, and they're gonna, you know, do their set. Actually, like Harlem plays some Japanese rappers that come up, people that I've never heard before. But some nights Harlem late also has like in Harlem where they have like Japanese MCs out there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, Japanese I just MCs. Don't know any of those guys. Yeah, like I, I probably have them in my phone huh. somewhere recorded but I don't know their names but if you want to hear some you know Japanese rappers doing it you might find something in Harlem Word. but yeah one of my f- favorite moments like during that uh, low end theory was I got to chop it up with No Can and I'm a big fan of his from you know watching his battles off of you know old grind time and you know that legendary scribble uh, final with him and Franco so it was real dope to like tell him yo you're my favorite battle rapper yeah, I like No Can a lot, man. My, my first my first experience with hip hop in Tokyo was after I had already been living in Okinawa for like two years, but I came out here for the uh, the freestyle freestyle session World Finals in like December of 
2014. Mm. And, you know, I have been, I have, the last freestyle session I had went to was in, I want to say like 97. It was like freestyle session two. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, it was super dope. You know, Cross One was running the event and I had never seen him since like 2002 in any videos. And it was like dope MCs. I mean, excuse me, dope B-Boys from everywhere. Uh, a crew from Okinawa that I knew, the Convent crew. Shout out to the Convent crew. Uh, they were there, chilled with them. And yeah, man, that was a, it was a dope final. Nasty Ray from San Jose was in the finals with like El Nino, Rox Wright. And- you know what? You know what I want to know about more. I want to explore the Yokohama underground hip hop scene because I know yeah, there's something going they on down get busy there. Busy out there, definitely. And um, Yokohama's dope, man. They're doing their thing, man. I, I go to I go to this yeah. event out there. Um, Right next to the station called uh, Brown Go, like but Go spelled like Van Gogh. Shout out and to DJ Yuki. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, DJ shout Yuki. out to Yeska. Kanagawa has a lot, of, a lot of cats are coming there. I think Taji Mahal's from there. Most of the most of the dope b boys out here live in live in Kanagawa. Like um, Taisuke, I think, and Issei all all live out there. It's just cheaper, mm-hmm. and also a lot of them cipher at a specific. They cipher at a specific train station. What is it? Hmm. What train station? I, I I can't remember what it is right now, but I've that's I heard that that's where they where they in front of in front of the ramen museum. B. <laughs> I don't I have no idea. But uh, you know how your your dope. station is Breaking set up in front of the red brick building. Yo, you know how your station you. is set up where sh- they sh- have show a, you show you. Um, what's up? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was just thinking about people rapping over ramen. Yeah. Yo, yeah. D. Uh, what about you? You got show the, you like me so no, it's me so. One baby. of your earlier uh, earliest memories. Um, well, I think my first uh, Japan hip hop memory ever. Teriyaki Boys. <laughs> or inter- uh. Teriyaki Boys. That's going back. <laughs> I, I'd recognize that name, but no, I was never. Into that. But that was like a Nigo produce, like right. Yeah, yeah, that guy from Bathing Ape, right? He, right. he produced that. No, group. sorry, I'm just trying to sabotage. No, you. I remember that. No, my, was, mine was far far prior to that though. Uh, DJ Crush is probably the first Japanese hip hop that I ever heard. Shout and, out to uh, DJ Crush. That was hey, you didn't hear like Honda. I heard Honda's Beat name. Nuts, oh, traveling yeah, man with yeah, most no, death. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I heard that, but like, I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm talking just kind of my perspective as well. I'm like, I'm, you know, you know me. I like beat music. Beat music is, you know, of course, you know, Honda is, you know, producing as well, but Crush had it's instrumental record, yeah, instrumental records in the late 90s, and that's what really, really sparked my interest. Of course, I heard of Honda and that stuff, but what really kind of sparked my interest in something I bumped in the regular was the early Crush stuff, his first couple Crush, records. Crush, who, who is DJ who Crush. DJ Crush. Crush. Yeah. With a K. Yeah. Never, with a oh, K. Okay, yeah. okay. He's DJ also Crush. produced. He's, dope. he's also produced for a lot of uh, US acts, like I think it's just The Roots. Wow, you know, Anticon, Company Flow. I mean, he's he, you know, all kinds of stuff he, back in the nineties. He but. is definitely one of the more formative and and well known Japanese artists. Yeah, I think one like I, I really like his production, but even as a DJ, uh, I was just actually just kind of looking at this to reconfirm the the name of this actual mix that he did. But this uh, this Code Forty One O Nine mix. Um, this is again from the late nineties, but goddamn, that's it's just it's a DJ mix, but 
but uh, the vibe of it, I think, is the first. When I think of Japan, you know, this is just my perspective, but my experience when I think of Tokyo, this was the soundtrack to Tokyo when I first mm, came here. Nice. I first visited here in 2001, and wow. uh, this that record. So was when the in Chronic 2001 was jamming, <laughs> this was jamming in Japan. Can well, we play well, some people? Yeah. Well, well, uh, 2001 came out in '99. That's true. Yeah. Um, for two years when it was playing. Dall- two, two years. Dallinger had been out here for a while, man. Like, tell us about your your first show out here. Did you come out here the first time and then play a show? Uh, well, not the first time I came out. I didn't play a show, but uh, the probably the fourth time I did a show in two thousand. The first time I came out was two thousand one, and uh, and then from about two thousand three, I started to come back on a, a semi regular basis. Uh, um, Yo, you know what, actually, sorry to cut you off, but before we get into that, yo, let's take a break and then just go into the interview. Yeah, that's a a good point. (laughs) Okay, actually, have we been going too long? No, it's good, it's good. This is a public service announcement from MLS reminding y'all to keep it real. This session is brought to you by the Koto, the national instrument of Japan. The 13-stringed Koto, keeping it real since the 700s. Mm. Yep, that's our PSA, MLS, don't forget to keep it real. We are in our interview segment and in terms of keeping it real, I gotta keep it real. Dallinger, um... Wait, who are we interviewing? Music? We're interviewing Dallinger, in which I got to, uh... Make... Oh, oh, wow, I'm severely under Yeah, no, it's okay. Jam that music real quick, Dallinger. But I gotta say, I gotta make a confession. I have been sleeping on your jams, like, since, ever since. Stay woke. Stay woke, baby, because only to the <laughs> no, first we time I knew, like, I knew this would happen to, like, finally hear it, and it's great. Because we were talking about, you know, um, sleeping on certain artists, and I first heard you when we were chilling after the Stones throw. Mm. We were chilling after hours, just talking about music, and then you start playing something. I'm not sure which one, but I was like, yo, this is the one. And then right you on. were like, yo, this is Downinger. And then I was like, yeah, no, it's really good. And that was the first time, that was the only time I heard your jam. And Before today. I kind of like, I knew this something like this would happen just because we're chilling like that. So I was okay to just sleep on your shit until <laughs> it would come to be. Sure, sure. And yeah, here yeah, we yeah. are, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, we, all have, also, we, we all have a queue of things we all have that reasons. We, we want to get around to. That's, I, I'm the same. So don't, <clears throat> well, well, hopefully. No, 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 no excuse needed. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about just living in this time is like once music is out there it's always going to be there so i don't yeah yeah and late was saying there's so much music oh he and just said that yeah reason. he's like there's so he's like there's like, so much we're like too much in music. what context but uh, but once we we sorted that out yes i agree there's so 
much music, man. Yeah. It's well, well, hopefully, hopefully, like um, you know, like you, uh, some of our listeners will be introduced. A lot of our listeners, all of our listeners, will be introduced to Dallinger's music, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully, they can check it out, listen to it, and find something new that they like once they can get that into their queue. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there is a lot of music to do. So yeah. let's move. Let's move we'll right on into the interview segment. Interview you guys session. ready for that? Yep. So we have some questions late. I guess my first question is, Dollinger, like who 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 are you? Where are you from? What's good? Where you where yeah. your mama stay? Where your grandmama stay? Are you of sure. are you of <laughs> anime place, American right? descent? What's good, blood? <laughs> 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 anime American, yeah. Sacramento, well, uh, California. Oh. You know, I, I was actually born in the Midwest and grew up my my youth there, my very early years, but just before I became a teenager I moved to California and uh, went to grade school and high school out in the Central Valley, kind of in the Stockton area. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I really got into music during that time, when I, you know, probably from the age of 13 or so. And uh, as far as uh, making hip-hop music, um, I'd say that ha- started happening in the mid-90s, you know, probably 94, 95-ish. What kind of music were you making? Uh, well very first you know the first instrument i ever touched was a guitar oh, wow. and uh i was in a, in a band when i was early in high school um you know it was you know music of the era mm. but uh then i got a fork track recorder to uh start recording and try trying to make recordings for my band um at the same time listen to all kinds of different music you know uh, basically any music that you might find in a skate video of that era is basically mm. what I was listening to. Anything from Dinosaur Jr. to Tribe to everything, you know. Company it, you, Flow. Yeah, well, that's a little bit later, but yes, you know, if not not too too far later. That uh, Tony Hawk's soundtrack. That was hella years there's some, That was a few, quite a few years later, but yes, the, you know, that's that is in the spirit of the same kind of stuff you would hear in a skate video back in those days. So when know? did you become fan of hip-hop what year? oh well the first let's go back to yeah the first time i ever listened to hip-hop actually before i moved to california the first time i heard hip-hop and i think the first real hip-hop i ever heard was run dmc mm-hmm. and it was prob probably God, what, what what record was it uh so early def jam stuff actually the one the first record i ever connected with account line was probably lo cool j radio Nice. And then, and then uh, the one Shout after that, bigger and bigger and deafer. Those are the first records that I really connected to and like was, you know, mm. cognitive of what I was listening to and new track names and album names. But mm. the first mm. shit I had was Run DMC. I, I'm even having a hard time pulling like what it was. I was a, I was a young kid though. Tougher than leather. I'm talking. No, it was the one before that. Tougher than leather. Raising I had, hell. Raising hell. That's what it was. Yeah, nice. that was the first. Probably the first, And I think that was probably came out when I was about in fifth grade. <laughs> wow. I remember I had uh, that that record on one side of a dub tape, and the other on the other side was the fucking first Beastie Boys record. Wait, my bad. I'm sorry. Like before you were in Cali, where were you again? I was in South Dakota. So yeah. in South Dakota, yeah. how right, many people right in out the there, middle of America? How many people out there are banging LL and uh, Run DMC at that time? Back then, I think everybody was across the country. You know. Really? Um, 
you know, we didn't have a lot of different stuff, but the, you know, that, that, that's the first stuff I heard though was Run DMC. And of course that first Beastie Boys record was a pop record when you really come, you know, really think about it, the way that it exploded and became such a part of pop culture. So everybody heard that, no doubt. So, but uh, Run, you know, and then that Run DMC, Run DMC was a huge act then as well. So they were, they were, they were all over America. But it was pretty lo-fi dub. I think it was, I think that what I had was made, someone played a, a boom box into another boom box. <laughs> So it wasn't even Wait, like what? a. It wasn't even like a. The first hip hop tape box I had. And a boombox. Yeah, someone put like two, basically played the speakers into the microphone of another boombox. That was the first like tape I had with hip hop on it. It was really bad quality, but I was like, <laughs> oh damn, I still I still love this. Yeah. And uh, but the first tapes I bought myself. See, this was right before I moved to California. Right when I heard that, and probably that, that next summer, uh, I remember LL was what I got into. When I got to California, I started buying some tapes. Uh, I think I was even buying 45 inch singles back then. This was like, you know, this is 87. Mm. So uh, that was the sh first shit that hit my ear though. And then- uh, 87. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep in the game, no, it's deep in the yeah. game, it's good. Um, but admittedly, so that, I remember one summer LL, that, that especially the Bigger and Jeffer record. I, mm -hmm. I, I remember that was one of the first records I started memorizing lyrics to an album and I can still like when I'm alone in my room sometimes I said <laughs> right that's just you know th that kind of shit you know uh, what's the other one uh, the president awoke and he called the Pope the Pope climbed to heaven on a golden rope he asked the Lord to Mike, raise Michelangelo from the dead so he could make a fresh painting of my head you know that's the first shit I like memorized you know that was that was like that's when I really got into hip-hop first but I'll be admittedly when once I hit high school um, I started le letting all kinds of different music soak in at that time. I got into a lot of uh, uh, stuff from uh, the UK, like uh, My Buddy Valentine, um, uh, Swerve Driver. Uh, you know, this is you know, this is like rock music or you know, alt rock music. So I've been listening to all kinds of stuff. But so, you're so for a little time, I stopped listening to hip hop, and then I, I think the second wave for me was maybe like Low End Theory by Tribe. That's when I was like, oh, I gotta put, I gotta start listening to that again on a regular basis. So I had this little, you know, and I think that one really caught my ear. And then Midnight Marauders, when that came out, then I was like, oh shit, hip hop again became probably my main listening from that point on. And that's wow. also around the era where I was like, yo, I have this four track that I've been recording my band with. And I actually had a drum machine too that my friend loaned to me, and uh, so I started fucking around with, you know, programming drum beats and recording to one 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 channel on the four track, you know, one of four channels on the four track, and then doing some instrumentation with the instruments that I had. It was all experimental stuff, you know, like or learn, you know, in a learning way. Mm -hmm. um, nothing that I would go back and say, yo, that that was my, you know, those beats were. Shit in the, <laughs> it's, I was learning about the process and, and thinking about music production and creation from that kind of from the hip hop hip hop aesthetic and uh, you know using sample you know I was creating basically samples with the four track and that sort of thing and, and parts and bouncing between channels and that sort of thing but in uh, nice. Next was the quest to get a sample, a real sampler, because you know I ha had a way to record some music, but I couldn't play 
I couldn't make loops on pads, and that was really frustrating for me for a really long time. I couldn't, you know, there were, of course, there was hardware available, but it was really expensive, and I couldn't afford it. This was like in the, the late 90s? Yes, yeah, mid 90s, or, you know, mid 90s, probably 94, 95. And uh, so it seems like a tribe called Quest has been your roots hip hop influence. That was one, that was definitely one of the, I, I gotta say, one of the first groups that made me started thinking about hip not just loving hip hop, but also getting super in, curious about the production and creation of hip hop. Yeah. So it's like mid 90s in Cali, and you're just really starting to get into beat making. Like, uh, are Stockton, right? Yep, that area. So are you the familiar? Two, the 209. <laughs> 209? Yeah. Shout out. Do you mess with yeah. Awkwards at all? I, I, yeah, I, I know that. I've met that dude before. He's from Stockton. Right. And, and a lot of the... He came... Like, I, I had a time uh, that I was producing music and, and, and active in the scene. And he kind of started right after that. Um, if you look up on my shelf up there, I have... There's a compilation album from, I think, 2000... 2001 that I did with a bunch of Stockton cats it's called character development and was a it was basically what was happening in that year in Stockton it was like the kind of the dudes that were making music and I think that dude was in high school at that time mm. and I remember YouTube popped off the first time I ever heard about him he had there was a YouTube video that local cats were passing around about him battling some kid at, in like was like behind the mall in Stockton oh, word. and some kid from his high school and uh, this is before he became like kind of uh, that dude uh, like, yeah that dude I guess you could say yeah uh, what's his yeah. name awkward awkwards yeah 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 I don't, honestly I don't know him well I've you know been in the same room with him he's a, he's younger than I am and uh, also you know he, he's you know a battle MC and it's something I could probably like riff on too like it's kind of almost a tangent that I've never really you know especially the new uh like the new battle scene or the newer i guess you say that uh of, of uh you know was it grind time and that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. that all happened a little bit it's kind of like you know that's something i didn't really follow too closely um uh you know not to take anything from it at all but uh i was just like it's like one of those branches of the tree that i never chased after i guess you could say <laughs> so you were like um in the scene like with other cats out there in Stockton. yeah yeah uh in stockton at that time we had uh there some of the some of the this is very local stuff and not things that people outside of stockton may not even know much about because this was also before the internet really this is before everyone had internet in their pocket you know and many dudes cats didn't even have any internet not even a computer at home at the time so you know that's this is all before things were so accessible and documented but yeah uh dudes like uh, this guy icarus jones uh damage who actually did that compilation that i spoke of a moment ago that was the guy that really put that together he was also another dude that was super active in producing and uh uh, getting MC like local MCs on tracks and putting stuff together. Um, uh, there was a dude back then went by Mudbone who's on that compilation. I don't know if I do raps anymore. Um, Furnos, uh, uh, my friend, my, my buddy Tom Knox, who I think now goes by Tommy Appleseed. Uh, He's still in the game. I, I, 
actually, I don't know if he's making music. A lot of these dudes aren't. Like I said, this is super, super local stuff. You, yeah. You did an album with Icarus Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it did end up doing a record. Actually, that was one of the first dudes I connected with out there. Um, him and uh, he, he at the time he was hanging with this dude, uh, Snap Jackson, who in that era uh, was super involved in the the local uh, California scene more as as actually as a photographer, but also as a musician and an artist. Um, but he was super, I was happy to like kind of meet those guys in Stockton. I was actually surprised. I was like, yo, kind of know who you are, but I didn't realize you live in Stockton. And, uh, but I met them in the summer of 2001. I started working on a, a, a couple tracks with both of them together as a group. And, uh, and then, uh, and then we, that summer, this other project kind of took uh, pre precedence and everyone started working on that. So we never really followed through on the stuff that we we're working on. But a few le years later, uh, me and that dude Icarus did end up uh, doing a record together. I think it's about 12 tracks long. Um, we started it in 2006, <laughs> finally released it in 2008. But mm. yeah, that's a thing. It's on Bandcamp. It's called Smoke Signals to Satellites. Smoke cool. Signals? Smoke Signals, signals to Satellites. And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you have a, a band name, which is Dollinger and someone else? Yeah, it, if you type Smoke Signals to Satellites into Google, you will find it. Yeah. Any Bandcamp related project, it's going to be So that. why did it take two years to make uh, it? Actually, just you know, uh, I had a I had a child mm -hmm. in 2007. My True. son was born in 2007. That was uh, I think a big part of why. I think it's a couple. A couple Yo, the first the first time I met Dallinger, he, we we were like hanging out for already like an hour and a half, and um, I didn't know he was a hip hop head. And then he's like, oh, well, somehow we started talking about music and what we liked. And then he was like, oh, you listen to hip hop? And then he pulled his CD out of his bag and gave me the Smoke Signals. Oh, his, his CD. Oh, yeah, his yeah, CD. I was like, and then I got, I was like, yo, that's, that's dope that this guy's there. <laughs> that's a move. And then I was like, yo, does he just carry around his <laughs> album on the off chance that Back he's going to meet did. some hip hop head? Yeah. Yo, Dollinger yeah. was the first uh, person trying to sell you his mixtape. I didn't, wasn't trying to sell anything. Nah, he just sent it to me for the price of the house. On the house. As surprised as you are, man, maybe some of you guys in this room can, when you first got to Japan, did you know people here? Weren't you, I, I didn't know a lot of people here when, when I first came here. When did you come here? here? I came, uh, well, I first moved to Japan in 2011. Okay. And I went for a probably good year where I was like, yo, I need to find someone to hang out with that likes what I like. You yeah. know, I, you know, I can find a lot of people, but I was, you know, I wanted to find another hip hop head. And that's you when know? you met Basically. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. He, it's, this it is like 14, very, 15. Oh, y'all don't know each other from Cali? Nah. No. Nah, I met him out here. It was real serendipitous. We actually yeah. worked for the same company. And uh, he trained me on like my second day or something like that. And I, I rode the bus with him to his school. And you know, you have casual conversation. We we talked about all the regular shit, like where are you from? We're both wearing ties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what, what's nice. it, we're kind of both looking at each other, like yeah. what's this dude about? Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> idea. But yeah, man, I feel you. Like uh, I was here for a good eight months, you know, and I was you know kicking it with people, but I wasn't like really connecting with them. Yeah, yeah. And then I met Steez just like randomly at a party, and we were like. I don't know this is gonna sound real uh, romantic. <laughs> like, romantic. Like our, like our eyes met. We were like Kanye, and he was like Kanye. And we're like, oh! And we were best shit. friends forever after yeah, that. Yeah, after that it was over. Fair enough. For real. Nice. It so, was good, uh, man. Dope. So, uh, I know we kind of talked about, you know, DJ Crush might be your first introduction to Japanese artists. Yeah. But like, what, 
What was like the first idea of like, oh, I'm gonna live in Japan? Well, you know, uh, I guess I should bring it back to the first idea of like when I first visited Japan. Uh, I had a friend who was out here. I think that's how a lot of a lot of people are introduced. They meet somebody who's you know been living in Tokyo or has lived in Tokyo. And back in 2001, I had a really close friend, my my buddy Jordan. Uh, he was out here for a couple years, and uh, he invited me out. Uh, he suggested that I come out here on vacation. Honestly, at that time in my life, you know, I was in my in my mid 20s. I'd I'd never been outside of the continental United States, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I so I got out here, and uh, yeah, that's how I was introduced to Japan. Um, I, I coincidentally on that on that on that trip, um, you know, I, I met my 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 future wife, and that's really what set on me down. On that trip, yeah, uh, wow. Just met her in passing, and uh, but we did link up with email, and uh, so that she was uh, already planning to move to San Francisco. So we later, you know, connected there. Nice. But that's what really set me down the path to come to Japan mm-hmm. is uh, family reasons. We ended up getting married in America and uh, living there for almost 10 years. So, uh, in America about, and then back yeah, here? Yeah, and then, you know, that's what brought me back to Japan oh, to live. But yeah, I, I visited here many times, uh, you know, of course, between the time I moved here in 2011 and the first time that I visited in 2001. And uh, it, on those on those trips, you know, I tried to kind of uh, uh, find my way into a, a better insight on the Tokyo hip hop scene, especially the underground scene. Like I said, I knew about Crush, like we we're talking. Uh, he was an international artist on a major record label, but also had a sound that I really connected with. That, that but that's really all I knew about. You know, of course, Honda I'd heard about before, New but uh, I, I really, you know, at the time, you know, New like we, we were talking yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's someone. Everybody knows I, Honestly, that's someone I, I became uh, aware of much later on. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, another great artist. But uh, at that time, you know, when I was living in California, I was really interested in. Uh, the local music scene and in the Bay Area. And that's where I was living at the time. I'd moved up to the Bay Area. So I was really curious to figure out what is the local music scene in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And one of the first, the first kind of, I guess the mecca of that at the time that I found was uh, a place in Ebisu. Uh It was a little, little record shop called Weenod. Mm-hmm. And uh, yo, they had not only local music but just all of the best of worldwide underground hip-hop in the early 2000s so again this is probably around 2003 2004 when i first found that shop and i met the dude who owned the shop it was this guy june Mm. and uh, he actually there was a there's a local shop down in uh down in uh san mateo uh called below the surface this guy shane that ran it and shane and june knew each other and so it was like my local record shop guy in the bay area knew this guy that i had found in tokyo so uh, i was that's i, was, I don't know that's what things below the that's surface what, is big man they used to release yeah, compilations everything they were yeah i think they, they're 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 long gone you know, but during not? that time, you're yeah, right. They, they were, were a really big mail order and shop, mm-hmm. hip hop shop in the Bay Area, San Mateo. So is We Nod still around? We Nod, the website, it's still around. I've noticed, and it seems to be pretty big. I, I, you know, I don't know all any details about it, but 
as far as I know, uh, the shop closed down probably about a year after I moved here. I think it closed in 2012, the ABC shop. You know, the music industry has been changing. I imagine it's hard for shops like that to, to keep, even in Japan, where it's almost its own little bubble, where you know, we still have CD sales here and that sort of thing, apparently, yeah. you know. Uh, but the, the dude June, I think, who was the owner, I think he moved to Germany, is oh, the inference that I caught. Um, I wasn't in constant communication with the guy, but you know, we follow each other on social media, but I think he ended up moving to Germany, maybe selling the the business off to someone, but it is, it seems to be a, a, a strong going online business still. So if you check out weenod.com, you can find a lot of Japanese, yeah. underground Japanese, independent Japanese hip hop nice. releases and things from around the world. That was the thing back then too. They had a, a great uh, curation of worldwide underground hip hop, mm -hmm. uh, for especially the small space they had in Ibisu. So, <laughs> so in Tokyo, so where would you recommend people to vinyl shop some good stuff now yeah uh if you're looking if you're a digger that produces beats and you're in tokyo i mean you know i've actually only got hip to that the past couple years myself but uh jim bocho um seems to be an excellent really? neighborhood for that yeah um all of the they have a lot of used bookstores in that area but there are also many used record stores mm. and uh you know I got, you know, as I mentioned, I was like trying to meet, you know, I met Mark, uh, Mega, <laughs> I met Mega out here. And fake news, fake news, yeah, fake news. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, I think soon after we kind of met up and started vibing on just chopping it up about hip hop and stuff, I got that that summer, I was like, yo, I'm finally gonna, I try to kind of look for the scene after I moved out here, like where I could start going to shows, start talking to people. Mm. But, I, you know, I, had, I couldn't find, but I couldn't find some, find the scene, you know, I couldn't yeah. find the shows mm. uh, as we, as you guys have mentioned a few times. But uh, finally, I, I finally found, I can't even remember how I came across it, but I found a show that looked like it was gonna be some good underground hip hop. And I went to it. It was actually an ant show, that, that ant show. Ants show and ants, I think it is out in Yogi. Yogi, where I first saw you, but a, a different. I think it was the year before. I'm, yeah. I think this must have been 2015. Yeah, because it was 2000. Yes, 2015. I finally kind of tapped into and found a couple uh, cool like underground things going here. Nice. Oh man, but I digress. Uh, I kind of. Uh, I feel like I, I lost the uh, the train of thought there a little bit. It's but, all good, um, man. Yo, um, I want to I wanna talk about your beats, man, because you are nice. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> like your, yeah. the latest project that came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, the last thing I really put out was on Bandcamp. It's been almost exactly a year ago, yeah. Yo, man, uh, I just want to say some of my favorite tracks. Like, Exactly is dope. Initial uh, Recollection is real cool. Eight, I don't know how to pronounce it. Eight by five Julys? Yes, that's exactly right. Oh, yeah. I was Yo. always saying eight times five Julys. Yeah, it, I actually. Nailed it. Eight by five Julys, yeah. Yo. But it, it's the same thing as eight times fun, actually. It's, that's what I mean. <laughs> but that's how I want to pronounce. <laughs> All right, nice. Yo, that is a mon That track is ridiculous. Thanks, I, man. I love, love, love that track, man. Thank you. Really cool, yeah. man. Yeah. That, that's one of my favorites in particular, that, that eight by because the key the keys on the, the electric piano actually play like those are my chords and yeah uh, it's great it's really also cool. also it's kind of like for me personally that track is pretty cool because uh 
I just vis went back home to visit uh, for the summer and I visited with my mother and uh, she was doing some garage sale shopping as she likes to do on occasion and she found a, just one record, used record, mm. it's a random used record and uh, she picked it up and held it for me and then I it sent it to me on my birthday in a birth like a birthday box package and uh one of the key samples to that song i found on that record so cool. me and my mom produced that track <laughs> <laughs> my mom was digging for me <laughs> yo man um your drums are your drum work is like spectacular i think Thanks, like man. they sound really really clean Thanks. like crisp and hard and I, I was listening to, you've got a couple older tracks, I think, on your SoundCloud. Yeah. Looks like you've got one from O2, The Unblended Honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that another track you've got with the rapper on there from like O1. Yeah. And those tracks, I mean, that's like, who's what, the rapper? 15 was it years? you? No. Are you rapping on that? That's Jordan Smith. Oh, that's Jordan. That's my butt. He's out right. here. He's out here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, word. I've yeah. yet to meet the guy, but I've heard a lot about him and yeah. I've heard his music. He, he he's does. he's clean, man. He also is super fluent in Japanese yeah. and can bomb both ways. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. we've we've actually just started working on some uh, new stuff. Um, I really like it. Jordan is a very unique individual as well as lyricist, I think. And uh, I, you know, he's he's a that's also the guy that I came out here the first time. To move. Ah, he, he's he hasn't li he hasn't lived out here this whole time. He actually just got back out here a couple years ago. He lives in Chiba now. But uh, when I first came to Japan. That's who I came to visit, and uh, yeah. What are, uh, he, he's also also we originally met back in the '90s in the Central Valley, California. Well, I wanted I wanted to say like about those older tracks. It's like maybe 15 years ago, but like yeah. you can really hear like the progression. Well, not the progression because it's like a big jump, but you can hear back then, especially with the drums. Like I mentioned, yeah. it's just like so much more. They hit harder now, yeah, like yeah. everything's like, I don't know, it's just, it's really cool to see like your your technique or whatever, like you've tuned it to how it is now. Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, I've, I've progressed, that's not a bad word at all, and changed, I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I when I listen, especially that one track you're talking about, the, the oldest one that you mentioned, it's pretty simple, production-wise, it's pretty simple. Mm. But uh, yeah, you know, we change at the times, also influenced by new things and that sort of thing. But I try to, I don't know, I think there's still some things I do the same, but definitely new things that I do and try, you know, I guess. What is, what is your creative process and what type of equipment are you using to, uh, to make your music now? Uh, well, most recently, um, you know, I mostly use this Ableton, um, you know, that's the, the main part. And then of course a turntable for, I've been sampling lots of, sampling lots of music the past couple years um you know that's how it you know when i first started making beats i started with keyboards and drum machines and then i wanted nothing more than to have a capable sampler <laughs> and then i went through a time where once i did have that i went the the, the, the ability to sample p chunks and loops of music <laughs> it was hard back then to get something that would do it but uh i went through a time where i did all that then i went to this period where i was like oh i want to try to you know go back to playing guitars and and playing all the bass and stuff live and using more live elements but honestly the past couple years i'm back more to all mostly all sampling with filling little parts in with bass and keys and that sort of thing but also threw a couple synthesizers up in it now got the that korg uh, ms20 and uh i think the korg ms20 um ableton 
and then a bunch of a bunch of records is what I've been doing for the past couple years. <laughs> Dope. Nice, nice. Do you have any more future projects going on? Anything you want? Uh, well, I got a you know a cache of beats right now, and that's about twelve. I've been working really hard to try to put them into kind of a coherent project, and I have a, a record label that's offered or asked me to provide them with a record. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna do that with this or not, but I'm, that's, you know, I'm just at that point right now. I'm, I'm trying to like just do the, put, put the finishing touches on something to make mm-hmm. it a complete piece mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Uh, like a record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It takes cool. you know, it takes time to yeah craft something right. Yeah, yeah to- you can you can have like twelve songs, but. You, you throw them together that they might not just work that way you gotta have you know yeah, the sequence them and gotta, sort of thing, yeah. it's gotta you know it's gotta tell a story in a certain you know, yeah I, way. Th- I'm big into that yeah I agree so but well, no that was great any other questions we have any other questions I think we're gonna go into a lightning round now are you are you ready to like fire off some quick answers <laughs> uh, <laughs> or we don't have we don't have many for you we, we'll do the lightning round and then we got five Five questions that we'd like to ask you, uh, where you can kind of, uh, you know, express yeah. your opinion a little bit stronger. Okay. But let's start. Okay, uh, let's start with favorite high row member. Favorite high row member, probably maybe Opio. I'm gonna say Opio right now. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, snares or kicks? Oh God. <laughs> damn, there. You can't have one without the other. Lightning but, round. Damn. Uh, snares. <laughs> snares. <laughs> Introducing uh, in, 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 or donuts. Oh damn! I, I can say introducing just for me. I can see how a lot of other people would strongly argue that, but introducing was the record for me. Oh damn! That yeah. that made me that made me uh know that made me appreciate instrumental hip hop thing. So yeah, yeah. Mm, nice. First, uh, first appreciate I should say. Uh, Bob Power or the the Dust Brothers? Bob Power, dude. I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> Bob Power's an engineer. You With know, the emphasis. dust the dust the Dust Brothers are producers. And, you well, know, yeah. Bob, Bob Power. Well, as I'm sure as you already know, he's also very instrumental in like, you know, oh, definitely the sound sampling and yeah, definitely the mixing of samples and, and sound. But he, I don't think he's actually pulling records and sampling records. But he, he, you know, Bob Power. No, no doubt about Bob Power. But uh, Dust Brothers again, like uh, what is it? Uh, Paul's Boutique. Yeah. Uh, he did a bunch of shit with Beck, or they did a bunch of shit with Beck. Those guys are, you know, Paul's Boutique. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That that was a you know landmark right now. Sorry, I know this is a flash round. <laughs> um, Amen or Apache? Uh, Apache. You know, Amen's a is a drum and bass break, <laughs> but you know, hmm. d- definitely very. Landmark break, no doubt about it. But Apache, you know, that's I'm an Apache dude. <laughs> right, Mary, Mary, fuck, kill, Clippers, Lakers, Kings. Oh, I don't watch sports, man. Sorry. All right, they're all dead. No, I'm from the Central Valley, so Murder Kings. Shiro. Kings, I got. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, Dan the Automator or Prince Paul? Uh, well, fuck, Prince Paul. I guess I, I love them both, and I think they work well together. But Prince Paul, man. <laughs> De La <laughs> Red or meth? Uh, red Yeah nice. I mm. like them They're both cool But I like Red's Comedic sense mm. You know, They also work as a good Comedic team But mm. Cocoa Puffs Or Fruity Pebbles 
Oh, better answer this right. Yeah, Damn, I just Not bought today. a I just bought a box of fruity pebbles for my son. And that's it, right? Yeah. That's the one. It, when we went back to California, I don't know <laughs> if that's the right answer or not. No, that, that is but the right answer. Because we saw, we saw we saw a YouTube video that had him and he's never had them. We were watching it together. I was like, "Yo, you must try those if you've never you had them." It's must it's learn. Bre- you it's have breakfast to. crack. My mom's it's just coming through but, with fruity pebbles actually this Friday, <laughs> so I'm like really amped for it. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah, we don't get that in Japan, man. I don't see him here. No, uh, he's not here. Last lightning round joint, uh, favorite Wu member. Oh, I'm gonna say Old Dirty. Yeah, he's unique. He's a unique Bless dude. you, sir. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Times yeah. ten. Shout out. Times a million. Shout out to Old Dirty Bastard. Rest right, in peace. Let's, uh, let's get these. Me. Let's get these five joints here. So uh, here's some questions that uh, we're gonna ask every interview that we have. So if you could have dinner with any two people, one of those people being a Japanese person, and one of those being a non-Japanese person, who would they be, dead or alive? Together. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a dinner of three. A conversation. One Japanese person. And and let's just say they also speak English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They all and we're, we're all able to communicate. Um, yeah. Oh, dad, Oh, damn, man. This is like trying to like zoom out now after thinking. Hip-hop, Real or hip-hop. fiction? <laughs> so you can pick Son Goku. So if think you want. about that while we ask the next question. All right. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> What's your top five? Of just everything? Top, top five. five anything? 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 Oh, anything. damn. God damn. Fuck. Let's, again, zoom out. Music. Food. Uh, there's two. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Nice weather. Mm. Uh, I'm being pretty generic here. I'm sorry about no, that. That's good. Music, <laughs> food, that's nice good. weather. Uh, uh, qu- qu- quality technology. Hey. Quality technology. Yeah, quality technology. And not not just super fancy, just stuff that that like, works. Like the T800. It, it does what it's supposed T-1000. to do and doesn't does it satisfactorily. Mm. So that's four. Uh, number five. Um, the the, the the Tokyo Metropolitan Public Transportation System. Oh, maybe that qualifies. Out, maybe that qualifies as technology as well. But man, yo, it's made my life so much simpler and stress free yeah, <laughs> than man. what my we life used no to be car. like. So, yeah, yeah. It's good not having a car and just being able to get around where you need to get around to. Yeah. So, good one. Yo, what's your favorite piece of uh, production equipment? Uh, what I have right now. Um, all, all time, all yeah. time, all time ever. Um, see, I've I've jumped between so many different things over the years. I've used hardware and many different kinds of like uh, computer-based uh, solutions as well, from Cubase to Logic to Ableton. But I've been rocking this APC40 with Ableton for probably eight like eight years now. I think I think I've had it about seven or eight years. And this has just been something really new for me um, from all the ways I used to make music before, the way that I can, uh, the way that I can sequence things on it. And so I like, I guess, Ableton with this AP, the, the Akai APC 40. That's real, that's my favorite shit for the past several, several years. Yeah. But, you know, if you really got to build it down to element, man, a turntable, a reliable turntable. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's. There's so much music out there, and that's the key to it. <laughs> mm, cool. Nice. Yo, we, we have this concept called, well, it's not ours, but we're using it, Hip Hop Heaven. Okay. Yeah, I've heard Mark talk, Mega talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? No, <laughs> fake news, fake news. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> my, 
My Wu-Tang name is Mark. <laughs> that's when I joined the clan. That was Mark, the Mark Face Mark. That's, Mark that's face where it comes key. from. Nice. So hip-hop heaven. Um, you have to choose who's going to get into hip-hop heaven. Yeah. Okay. But this also explicitly means that one person does gets Not, banished yeah. from the kingdom. It, you're gonna give me the options, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Two options. Right. You have two. You want me to drop two? Okay. You got it, man. Dell or Fife. No, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. I take that back. No blasphemy. Del. No blasphemy. How about how about Dell or the Grouch? Uh, fuck. I'm gonna say Dell. Dell gets in. Yeah, Dell gets in. Yeah, I love Grouch too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Dell. Just I don't know. He's just he's just been part of so many so many different things. I think you know, you know. So I don't know. He's uh. That's hard. It's hard for me though. You know, for different reasons. You answered pretty quick though. Yeah. Q-tip or Busta Rhymes? Q-tip. <laughs> Q-tip yeah, for me, man. Yeah. Q-tip. Yeah. I think that one's a little easy. Uh, All right. So uh, this seems kind of dumb. <laughs> I was, like, what's your Wu Gambino name? But your name's fucking Dollinger. Like, it's done already. Yeah. Do you have a Wu Tang clan? What was your Wu Tang Yo, clan name? The Mark Face Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's already taken Mark by Face somebody. Out <laughs> of my Wu Tang name? Yo, I don't know, man. I haven't thought too hard about that. Um, damn. I can't, I can't do, I can't, I can't name myself, man. That's a, that's, I gotta stop right here and just say that's one of my biggest things about creativity is I hate naming things. Mm. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate naming songs. I hate naming, naming albums. And that's not to say that once I finally do, I'm, you know, I'm usually find myself content once I'm get there. But I hate the process. I don't know. I don't like to name things. Mm. I don't know what it is about it. That it has to have a name or coming up with a name. <sighs> kind of both you know um that's the, the fact that it has to have a name is the thing you know that stumps me and stifles me through trying to come up with a name and then once i do i'm just like yo okay that's good but i just i you know is i like too much pressure on on naming a piece I of don't, maybe art? maybe we should maybe we should give him his uh woo name yeah you, yeah yeah go for it man how about we each pick a letter and then we just say isn't there like a, comes with isn't there a website that just does this for you? I think, yeah, there I've, is. I think yeah. I've been there before. Shout out to Donald Glover. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Childish Gambino. Uh, uh, we can go back to the dinner question. Yeah. Did you think of something? Damn, man. It's hard. Hmm. Nah, man. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank on that one, too. I, I know that's not the answer you guys want, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are like just in your face questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to be, you know. That, actually, I think keep that's, people I, on their feet. I think that particular question is a, is a worthy exercise and something but I would it, probably think about more. But I just really. So next know, time we get you on the episode, yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. We'll, you you'll know now. Yeah, okay. we'll follow up with you. Right okay, now. okay. But uh, no, that was great, man. Thank you for all that those gems you Absolutely. dropped. Absolutely. Thank and, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yo, yeah. Thank you for you know the hospitality. Thank you for you know chopping it up with us. Yeah. Uh, all that. the production assistance you're doing. Yeah, personally, I need to like check out more of your stuff. Um, now that we talked about a lot, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. Cool. And um, you, just play it, and you know, support so, everything that you've been doing. Somehow, some way, a bunch of new other new stuff's gonna come out pretty soon too. Nice, and I'm looking forward to seeing that mode. Now that I got to hear everything, you know, 
personal, at a personal perspective. So, cool. anyways, we're at the end of our show. Do we have any um, the weather forecast? Indeed, indeed. And yeah, uh, Does shout outs. Yeah, yeah. If you if you have a few. Yo, actually, not a lot of updates from the last time. Uh, if you're not going to that Onrush show with uh, Fitz Ambrose, Water, Donsta, and Midi Kick at Circus on the 5th of February, I know you're coming to Speakeasy at the... We're going to be bowling it up at uh, Sasazuka. I think that's what it's called. So nice. come out and, K-O-Line, you know... K-O-Line. Chill out and, you know, come hill, hang out with your boy, uh, DJ Sarasa and Brooklyn Terry... Check that out. DJs, yeah. Check that out. First Sunday of every month that yes. is late. That's the 5th of February. So the 5th. Oh, and a day before that, on the 4th of February, there's a Valentine SP Shots. Every first Saturday, actually, um, DJ Fillmore and K-Jack and regular guest DJ ODE and resident live is G-Lock. This is at... Um, hmm, just type in DJ Fillmore. And find out where they're playing because I'm not even sure exactly where they're playing. But I checked out this K-Jack and, um, you know, he's got some cool stuff on YouTube. I haven't heard it personally, but I just want to, like, shout out some shows to some Japanese MCs and DJs playing it. And uh, Bismarck, he's playing as well, Mega? Yeah, he's going to be performing at, um, at Vision, but I'm not exactly sure what day. I'm trying to figure it out right now. I don't have the date down. I thought... Yeah. Well, I'll run through the rest of February. We got uh, Lil Durk at Circus on the 12th. James Blake's going to be at the Tokyo International Forum Hall on the 26th. And there's a couple other shows in March and April, but... Before we get there, February 18th, uh, Mind Design is playing at the Trap Zone oh, Trap oh, yeah. Body Wash I didn't, album. I didn't know about that. That's release right. tour. Yeah, that's, in, his, uh, that's sound, his new sound Museum. We caught him last Sound time Vision Museum. I've never heard Mind Design. Oh, really? Is he worth checking out? Oh yeah, he's super oh, dope. Yeah. He came out with an album last year was dope. I also saw him at the Shake Shack in like Aoyama. Mm. Well, last time I was out here. Nice. That Bismarcky show at Vision is on the 8th, which is a Wednesday. And it doesn't seem like a hip hop show cuz I don't know a lot of the other cats that are performing, but Bismarcky's going to be there. Yeah, he seems like a, a the pre-main event, something, something like that. But that's uh, interesting. Yeah, check it out if you need to or if you want to. If you're looking for things, is he? D- I know he d- he does DJ sets. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? You know. And um, shout outs to Goat, Kaven, our homie Kaven, and what is the website late? Goat hyphen goat dot hip hyphen hop dot at. I think et or at. I thought it was at. Goat, but I'm goat sure. hip hop. Yeah, look for those in the show notes. They got Get that. that. And also shout outs to Pretty Noodle Flocka. Uh, this Corrine, actually Corrine. a female Corrine, MC Corrine. that um, she just did a tribute to the Run the Jewels called Run the Blues. And oh. it's her, she wrapped the third album. So she's a part of the GOAT hip hop. Hmm. Um, check it out at Karina Karina uh, underscore on Twitter. And we also got, we might be... Um, at LS1 official has connected with us and he's trying to find shows in Tokyo in March. So mm. hit him up if you got, you know, any venues for March. Um, LS1 official on Twitter. He wants to come out. He wants it's to play. the UK. Yeah, he makes like grind, grime, grime uh, yeah. hip hop shit. So cool. he reached out to us as well and um, Shaka Zulu 
Uh, Twitter at Orko. Chakra Zulu. Chakra Zulu, my bad. Uh, Orko. No, that's Orko. That's that's the world famous Orko, man. Yeah. Uh, he put out that album with Kai Gan last year. He's a big uh, hip hop mainstay. Yeah. He, uh, he wants to do the podcast too, but we got to figure out how to get him on here unless he comes out to Tokyo. Yeah, we got to figure it out. But shout outs to them. Shout outs to uh, everyone listening to us. Yeah. And uh, Mega, is there, is there something we got to be looking forward to on the third episode? Uh, yeah, actually, we got an interview with uh, Maceo of De La Soul that we're going to put out maybe in two parts because it was kind of a long interview. But uh, we'll be we'll be releasing that on the next episode where we'll talk about various other things Maceo. in the hip hop mm. thing thing. Yeah, All of us are pretty tired today, too, I think. Yeah, honestly, today? we yeah. just ate some pizza and <laughs> we were like real geeked up. But now, I think the energy level kind of dove. Oil, yeah. <laughs> but at <laughs> the same time, part. you know, at least, you know, we're doing our thing and we kind of, you know, did it up last night. So, yeah, so thank you guys for listening again. If you could, like, uh, subscribe on whatever the fuck you're on. You know, follow whatever the fuck it's called. Check us you out, know check what you out. need to do. But yeah, yeah we got actual interview footage from Maceo of De La Soul. So next. Not footage, but audio. Audio footage for next episode. So check or, us out. Uh, yo, Dallinger, can you give a shout out to some of the artists that we were playing uh, in the background? Yeah, uh, today in the background we're playing stuff from uh, Cram, uh, Tajima Hall, Sleep Dealer, uh, who else? Yagi. Uh, Yourself. I, yeah, I think we had a couple. Yeah, we played a couple things for me today. Uh, Kuromoji, uh, this, this cat from Kansai area. So uh, yeah, we played a lot of our local stuff today, and uh, one dude, Sleep Dealer, who's from California, was out here for a minute, but he just bounced to uh, Switzerland. So. Yeah. Shout out to Sleep Dealer, the homie. Yeah. Shout out. And Pia. Shout out to Pia. Yep. No doubt. Thank you guys. It was a good one. We had a good time. Let's uh, cut it out. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs> this is not information. Fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. One love, one love. Thank you.